What's going on, gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Masculine Health Solutions. Well, Masculine Solutions. Today we'll be talking about five surefire ways that you can boost your testosterone. Because testosterone is extremely important for us men. Also, the other thing that we'll be talking about today is a penis enlargement length hack. It's one that I... I use every so often and it's very effective and you will definitely notice flaccid gains immediately from employing this tactic. So stick around and stay tuned for the good content coming your way. Before we get started, one more thing. If you want to get any PE gear, be sure to check out TotalManShop.com. That is TotalManShop.com. And use the promo code MHS2020. Promo code is MHS2020. And get 12% off. Be sure to check out their wide variety of all kinds of good quality PE equipment. All right? And that's promo code MHS2020 for 12% off. And the website, once again, is TotalManShop.com. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about making length gains. So if you're looking to make length gains, obviously, you know that elongation is the key and um, having some type of device and wearing that for, I'd say, anywhere from four to six hours every day is beautiful. You want to be doing that, whether you're doing your manual exercises before in the morning or in the afternoon. Right. This exercise, though, it's better to wear your device previous to actually using um, a pump, which is what I'll actually be introducing. It is a concept that I did for myself and I found that it worked beautifully and it helped more than anything to just retain a flaccid gain for the duration of the whole night. And when I would wake up the next day, it just stayed in a longer state in a thicker state. And, um, ultimately, man, it helped me out where I was looking for, which is making bigger gains and having a bigger penis. Right? So that's, um, that's pretty much the gist of how it goes down. What we'll be doing is about four to six hours of wearing your extender device. And um, the device that you want to use is up to you. Uh, if you don't have a device, you go to TotalManShop.com. Use the promo code MHS2020. That's M as in masculine, H as in health, and S as in solutions. 2020. And you can check out the different devices that are on the site. Awesome quality, great devices. I wish I had known about that website when I had started. Uh, my PE journey, so I wouldn't have wasted as much money as I have <laughs> buying pills and a whole bunch of other shenanigans. But an excellent place if you do want to get yourself a good device, along with a bunch of other um, devices and, and things that you can use for either hanging, you know, the whole setup is there. So definitely check it out. Um, the Or if you don't want to go to totalmanshop.com, check out Phallus and Forte. That is probably the most comfortable extender that you can use. You can actually use that when you go to sleep, which is pretty revolutionary. Granted, you would have to take it off every single time you got to take a piss. So, you know, I honestly, I don't want to use it when I go to sleep, but it is extremely comfortable. The only drawback is it does take a little bit more time to put on and take off. But other than that, it's a phenomenal device as well. You can use your size genetics, uh, pro extender, um, device as well. I use the VLC Tugger, like I've always talked about, the VLC Tugger. I'm using it right now. It's fantastic. You know, I feel no pain with it and it's it's very easy to use all day. So regardless of what kind of device you want to use, you want to make sure that you use that for about four to six hours a day. So like, let's say you go about your, your daily activities, you know, you're using your device, going to work or what, what whatever you do. <laughs> So you want to make sure you use your device for at least four to six hours. You go home. This is where the fun begins. So after you've already been using your device for an extended period of time, you want to use, you want to just start off like any other workout. You want to start off with your, um, you know, get the heating pad from Total Man Shop. It's an excellent, excellent way to go. The infrared heater. Mm-mm-mm. Going to make all kinds of gains with that. Or you can take yourself a nice hot shower. It's free and it's still effective. Definitely a good way to go as well. Or you go to the rice sock method. Not my favorite because I don't want to microwave anything and put it around my cock. Not my style, but hey, if you're down with that, you could do that as well. 
All right, so after you're done warming up for about five to 10 minutes, you know, you'll see your penis will probably be very, very stretched out from, you know, being in the device for as long as it has been. But what you will do now is just start off with your manual stretches. Um, we could do the stretches that we talked about last time, you know, just go north, east, west, south. Just do two sets of about 15 seconds. You just want to get your penis ready for, um, for the stretch that is going to come, right? So you just want to stretch it out, maybe do some straight out stretches where you'll actually hold your penis straight out and do 10 to 15 Kegels, do two sets of that. Then what you will do after that, I would recommend you can put in a nice quick jelk session, only five to 10 minutes. You know, you don't want to take too, too long doing all this. So you will do a jelk session for about five to 10 minutes. After that, I would recommend you go into the, get into your cylinder a bigger cylinder than you usually have. So what you'll need is also a pump, right? Um, if you're looking for a pump, you're going to need an air pump for this. So if you do have a hydro pump, sorry guys, you know, this works better with, with an air pump. So you can just change the cylinders around. And um, that's the one thing you can't do with the hydro pumps. They kind of all have the same cylinder size. So get yourself, you know, a good air pump. If you don't have one, you know, you go to LA pump, Cody's distributing. That's a love pump. That's the one that I use that I'm a big fan of. Um, LA pump. Uh, what is it? Kaplan pumps. I mean, if you want to listen to more about how to use pumps, just uh, be sure to listen to the episode on the most beneficial tools for penis enlargement. And you can check out the penis pump episode where you can learn more about that. All right. So going back to choosing the pump, what I do is I go with a bigger cylinder. I'll either start off with um with the two and a half inch or two and a quarter inch cylinder. And I'll actually start with the biggest cylinder and work my way down. So I'll do, you know, let's say I'll do five, 10 minutes in the two and a half. Then I'll go to the two and a quarter, do that for five, 10 minutes as well. And then the magic begins when you go into the small cylinder. This cylinder, I can generally pack in about five to 10 minutes. I like to take a little bit of time and just go into the bigger cylinders to make sure that my expansion is completely even. You'll see sometimes, you know, right underneath the head where the donut will actually develop because of that the air will get trapped and you know my penis may not be pumped evenly right so that's kind of the biggest thing that i want to make sure i watch out for and the biggest thing that you know i try to avoid i want to have it to be even and i want to work on the length of the penis right and i'll get more length if it's even and make sure i get rid of these obstacles right get rid of those air pockets and that so it's one of those things that you know I highly recommend you do when you're pumping. If not, it'll be all and even. It'll look kind of weird. And back when I started, believe me, it looked like a melted potato. <laughs> I was overzealous. I wasn't doing it right. But hey, you can avoid that. Just make sure you gel in between sets. You don't have to go for too long in the bigger cylinders. You just want to kind of get it pumped up enough to get into the smaller cylinder, pack it up well, pack it evenly, and start working on length, which is uh, the purpose of this exercise, right? So, after you're all good to go there, you pumped in the bigger cylinders, you will then go into the cylinder that you can pack, you know, usually in less than like five minutes. The hardest thing for me now is to actually get into the cylinder. You know, I, I probably need a 2.1 inch cylinder now, but I still use it because it's still great for length. As far as girth wise, I know I'm not going to be developing big girth because it's just, I don't know, maybe about a quarter inch more than my natural girth. So, or my normally red girth. So that means that <clears throat> what I have to do now is use lots of lubrication, guys. You got to use lots of lubrication. You don't want to get caught in this predicament with it being all dry. That would lead to injuries. That'll lead to pain. Pain is not good. No bueno. We don't want pain. We want it to be a good, comfortable experience. A little bit, you know, a little bit of discomfort is good, but you don't want to, you don't want to up the ante or, you know, go over the top with these exercises. So now that you are in the smaller tube, it is important, or previous to getting into the smaller tube, what I do too is I'll actually use a bandage, like a foam tape, and I will wrap underneath the head. Reason for that is that I want to make sure that that donut is down, because sometimes that can block it, and uh, my penis won't be able to stretch the way that I want, because of all that uh, constriction from the expansion underneath the glands, right? So in order to avoid that, I will tape it up, that way, you know, I just got to make sure that my glands is, is very, 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 very well lubed, you know, well protected in there. And I also got to lube it up because it will be a very, very tight fit, which is what I want. I will also make sure that, um, you know, I tape 
parts of the head of my penis because I've, I've gotten blisters before from putting too much pressure. And all that pressure will be on the glands. And the reason for that is that, you know, it's not going to be expanding outwards anymore. It's just going to be expanding up. It's going to be expanding vertical because you will be pulling on the head, right? When you're pulling on the head, all that pressure will be directly on the head of your penis, right? So you want to make sure that you put a little bit of tape, you know, on different parts of uh, the glands just to protect it. I know I always do. I just make a cross right over the <laughs> right over uh, the hole there, and I protect the urethra and all that. Well, you got to. You just you got to. You got to make sure that you protect it all, right? So you know, I'll just put a little bit of foam tape around the tip, make sure it's well protected. And usually, what I would recommend here is you do want to stretch. You know, you do want to put pressure on it, but you want to make sure you're well protected first, right? So even for guys that use condoms when they pump, it's an excellent way to go because you're, you know, that sleeve, the condom itself will actually protect your entire penis while you're in there and it will help to actually make your penis expand in a nice uniform fashion. So it's an excellent way to go. It's another good option that you can use as well. I myself don't want to buy any condoms around my wife because I'm pretty sure she would beat me and throw me out on the street. <laughs> She'd be like, what are you doing with this? I'd be like, I, I, I really don't know, honey. They're not mine. <laughs> which would be an awful way to go. So in order to avoid that predicament, I just use the tape. I just protect the glands with that. And um, like I said, wrap the underside. And from here, you will find too that initially I might stretch up. I'll go up to like about seven MMAG. And then uh, I'll actually bring it down to about five and I'll see that the stretch will still be around 8.7 to eight and a half inches, you know, stretched out. If I do up the ante, I mean, when I did get the blister, <laughs> On the glands of my penis, I was probably around nine and a quarter inches stretched out, which, you know, I got overzealous, man. I was just like, yeah, literally just watching it stretch out. I was hyped up and I got a blister on it. Two blisters, in fact. And um, I was freaking out because it was awful. Right. So in order to avoid that, just make sure you stretch at a good, comfortable way. Make sure your glands is well protected and you stretch up. What you'll do now is make sure that... Um, Use low pressure, but you want to focus on that long stretch and you can do different sets, right? You can do three sets of 10 to 15 minutes or even more if you feel comfortable. Like honestly, when I'm in this position, and I'm still like above eight. You know, I'm enjoying the fact that it's, it's hey, you know, it's still stretched out. And um, unlike the extender, you know, I know there's girth work being involved as well. And overall, when, when you, it comes out of the cylinder, you'll, you'll see that it's like, whoa, man, like it looks stretched out. It looks really, really good. The flaccid hang is there. And, um, you know, it, it, it's very gratifying when you're done. And after you use the extender, you know, you'll see that the stretch is totally different. It's a very, very, very rewarding stretch, right? I would recommend doing this, you know, four, four times a week if you're an advanced uh, pe -er. <laughs> If you're not very advanced and you're just kind of beginning, take it easy, man. Do maybe three, 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 maybe. Yeah, I'd say about, you could do this three times a week. You know, it depends on where you are or what other workouts you may be doing. You don't want to over overtax your penis. If you do, you'll find that your, your libido may not go down, but your performance most definitely will, man. <laughs> be all worn out. You won't be ready to go, you know, so in order to avoid that, you do want to make sure that you give your penis the appropriate amount of time that it needs and um, the appropriate amount of time that it takes to fully recover, fully heal, because you are causing micro tears, right? And it's just like the gym. If you go to the gym, you work out biceps every day. Hey, you know what's going to happen, man? Your tendon's probably going to snap, right? In this case, man, your dick might fall off. No, I'm joking. It won't fall off, man, but... <laughs> It would be very, very bad, and you don't want to do that, and it happens all the time. You can go to Thunder's Place, um, you can go to thundersplace.org, matters of size, pgym.com, and you can read about the injuries that guys have sustained from, you know, overdoing it, getting overzealous, and hey, you know what, I think we all have, and the reason for that is you start to see results, and you kind of want to up the ante, you know, and just be smart, be mature, be safe, and um, you will make gains, right? You will make gains, so let's say you're doing this three to five times a week, depending on how conditioned you are, right? And um, oh, the warm down. So after you're done, your sets in the cylinder, the smaller cylinder that you are packing and that you're stretching out for pure length, uh, you want to make sure you do a warm down just like any other exercise. I would even recommend that post-workout, you know, still do five minutes of jelking. I don't usually edge post uh, after this exercise just because I find that, you know, my penis is already pretty taxed and 
you know, I just I just let it hang, man. Just let it hang. And you'll see, uh, you know, in the warm down, though, you do want to make sure that, you know, you do your jelks, you make sure you warm it up, and then you go off to bed is usually what I do because I'll do this at the end of my day, right? It's kind of difficult to make it do it at the beginning of the day. So that's pretty much it, guys. That's pretty much it. Just want to make sure that you get your warm down in, get a good gel session in, and that's all that there is really to it. Just be smart, just be safe, and that's pretty much it. All right, guys, let's jump into the five ways that you can boost your testosterone naturally. All right, gentlemen, let's dive right into what testosterone is. Because a lot of guys, there's a lot of misconceptions out there as to what it is and what it does. So let's just start off with the basics. Let's just go over quickly what testosterone is and what it does for the body. And, um, you know, why it does matter for us men and why it's important for us to make sure that our levels of testosterone testosterone are optimal, right? Because over time, it will decrease and obviously we will start to see these things and you know, you won't feel like a like a spring chicken. You won't have the strength that you once had. So in order to maintain your testosterone levels at an optimal level, even if you are aging and getting older, you know, hey, it's going to happen to all of us. We can't really beat father time. But we can do certain things to avoid, you know, muscular atrophy to, you know, having brittle bones. You know, we don't want to do or go down those roads. We want to make sure that we're healthy as we age, right? So graceful aging is a wonderful thing <laughs> so first off what is testosterone testosterone is a major sex steroid hormone which has it's got many functions inside of the in the human body right so one of the jobs that it has to do is increase lean muscle mass along with maintaining sufficient bone density right which is directly linked to our test levels so for us guys one thing to note is that your test factory actually takes place in your ball sack your testosterone factory lives well in your testicles <laughs> which is something you know it's kind of self-explanatory i guess you know the name kind of kind of um hints to where it comes from and here's another one in case you didn't in if you didn't know i mean i didn't know about this too but women actually produce their testosterone in their ovaries right that's something that I found, I mean, completely brand new when I was doing my research for this. I'm like, I did not know that. So, us men, testicles, females, ovaries. None but good times when they come together. <laughs> All right. But testosterone itself, um, a lot of guys also ask, like, hey, you know, what, what does it do? Like, what's, you know, what's so great about testosterone? Why, why are we always talking about it? And the things that you got to keep in mind about testosterone and why it's important and why it's beneficial to make sure that your testosterone levels are optimal is that, you know, your libido, sex drive, erections, I mean, they are all intertwined or connected with having good testosterone levels, right? So this is why you'll see younger men being as horny as they are, you know, I'm 32, I'm not old, old, but you know. Over time, things do change. And, um, you know, when you are a young man, and I know every man out there can attest to this, you know, you're getting boners out of nowhere. You see every girl. You got a raging heart on, you know. It affects different guys in different ways. Obviously, dudes that got higher testosterone levels will, you know, show up with these here symptoms. <laughs> you know, be looking to mate a little bit earlier than others. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that come with having high testosterone levels, right? But, over time, as we do get older, you know, it, your testosterone levels will balance out. But you do want to make sure that you have a health, healthy sex life. And, you know, that, that includes a good libido, right? Like, if, if your libido is way down, like, one thing that I'll tell you guys is uh, when I was doing, like, a low-carb diet, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go hard so I can really lose these last couple pounds of fat, which actually backfired because if you... Well, that's a whole different subject, but if you do want to lose fat more rapidly and you face a plateau, what you should do is just kind of take a step back, maybe do a little bit of a refeed, and then, you know, you decrease the calories, and that'll actually help you to uh, to really get your metabolism all stoked up and ready to go, and get it all fired up, versus, you know, just dropping the calories, dropping, dropping more carbohydrates. That'll actually backfire and actually make you gain more weight, or it might just keep you stalled and you'll just feel weaker. And in my case, my libido was right down to the ground. <laughs> it 
which was not optimal. It was not a good a good reflection of a healthy man. And, um, you know, it was a very clear indicator that, you know, something was off, man. And uh, when something is off like that, you should listen to your body, take a step back and be like, you know what, this may not be working for me. Maybe I should get more oatmeal and get some quinoa, some couscous, and make sure that my diet is good, right? And your diet can directly affect good, healthy testosterone levels. But we'll get into that in a bit. Also, what else does testosterone help with? Muscle mass. So if you're looking to put on muscle mass or just maintain muscle mass, like we were talking about, you know, muscle atrophy, right? Which is when your muscles start to slowly, you know, not decay, but fade away with time. And um, you'll see it in older, you know, in third age, uh, the third age population. And uh, a lot of the, you know, broken hips that we see, a lot of the falls that they take and all that. And the recovery times, you know, it's going to be a lot slower. Their testosterone levels are definitely not what they used to be. And the muscle density, you know, is not going to be quite as strong. It's not going to be all the way there, which, you know, unfortunately, if you do not take care of that and you don't build a strong foundation as you get older, you know what? That muscle mass is going to be, you know, pretty much close to none for a lot of the old folk that we see. But hey, you want to maintain good muscle mass, make sure you strength train three to five times a week. That will obviously help to maintain that muscle. And maintaining that muscle means maintaining that good, healthy testosterone without the TRT. Testosterone replacement therapy, hey, you know what? It is an option for some. Some, I'm not bashing it. But if you do want to go the natural route, and that's kind of the route that, you know, I live by. I like to be on. You know, if you go natural, it's just it's a lot better in the long run, in my opinion. Right? People will argue with me with that all day. But, you know, it's completely up to you if you want to take exogenous testosterone in your 20s too hey man it's all up to you if you want to be a professional bodybuilder you're probably gonna have to (laughs) if you want to be an ifbb pro like ronnie coleman and those guys hey you know what you got to go down that road but me you know i just like to keep it natural and um here at masculine health solutions i'm all about you know making sure that you're obviously functioning on all cylinders but you know trying to keep it you know natural I just believe that it's better, it's a healthier solution in the long run. But hey, you know what? That's completely up to you and up to whoever, you know, is listening out there. All right, next thing, testosterone and losing body fat. Losing body fat is easier when your testosterone levels are nice and high. You know, having test levels that are nice and high, which will result in obviously, you know, having bigger muscles, healthier sex life, you will be more active, you know, your bone strength is also another thing that, you know, testosterone levels, testosterone level helps out with, right? Strong testosterone in your body will equal good bone strength. You'll be able to, you know, actually, if you're playing football or, you know, what's another sport like rugby, powerlifting, all these different things, you know. MMA, like a lot of things that people don't realize, the guys that do take exogenous testosterone, you know, in the form of steroids and anabolics is that a lot of these dudes aren't taking it to get like mad strong. They're taking it for recovery. And um, the reason why they, you know, they take the testosterone, you know, is obviously for the recovery and the recovery helps aids in, you know, like making sure that your bones are not brittle, you know, they're not weak. It helps them recover faster at a cellular level. All that jazz happens because they take the exogenous testosterone, which obviously ups their testosterone to way past normal, you know, not limits, but um, what usually a normal man's, you know, uh, testosterone levels are usually at. And um, recovery is its main purpose there, but that's a whole different bag of worms. Like I said, I really don't know about, you know, the unnatural realm. The synthetic kind of way. If you do want to go that route, like I said, it's all up to you. But if you do want good natural testosterone levels, you know, you just got to make sure you follow some of these parameters and you'll get there just as, well, not just the same, but you will be functioning at 100% natural level, which is what I think is optimal because your cognitive abilities will be better with higher test levels and your heart function will actually be a lot better as well. So, you do want to make sure you look out for these things. If you see any of these things that are lacking, whether it's libido, you know, you got low muscle mass, you can't put on muscle mass to save your life. You have a hard time losing body fat, you know, bone strength isn't there. Cognitive abilities. So that's guys that always have, you know, brain fog, you know, and even heart function. Heart functions can be an indicator of, you know, test levels amongst many other things, right? There's other things that can factor into all these things, right? So 
I'm just saying that testosterone does factor in as well. And, um, you know, you can control that to a certain degree. If you do have, obviously, bigger issues, hey, man, don't don't overthink, you know, maybe getting TRT. If that's the route you got to go, you're a little bit older. It is what it is. All right. All this is just good old advice. <laughs> so the other thing to keep in mind is that um, your pituitary gland is actually in charge of your testosterone levels in your body. Right. So they're basically the regulators that keep your levels where they are currently at. So whether they're up or they're down, the pituitary gland will um, is what's directly in charge of your testosterone levels, which is something that I always thought, you know, hey, I thought it just kind of turned off after uh, after puberty, but it kind of is in charge of just regulating it, you know, secreting the right amounts, you know, and um, which is why the brain will actually react to certain stimuli in different ways and, you know, you're putting a little bit more stimulus into, you know, penis enlargement workouts, I'm pretty sure a little bit more testosterone gets released. So keep that in mind, guys. Keep that in mind. So another thing to keep in mind for men's test levels is that, you know, they may begin to dip after your 30s, right? Independent lifestyle factors can totally cause men to have low test test levels prior to that. So that's all the binge drinkers, you know, anybody that smokes well, a lot of the whole weed debate, you know, there's studies that say that weed will actually bring your test levels down, and there's other people that say that it won't affect it, and um, it depends on who you listen to and who you want to, whose side you really want to go on, because it's, it's like a lot of these independent studies. Some studies will say that coffee is the worst thing for you, <laughs> while other studies will say that coffee is the greatest thing for you, you know, and others will say you should only drink a cup a day, others say that you should drink eight. You know, it honestly just comes down to the bias behind these studies, right? Like, if I'm Nest Cafe and I got to sponsor a study, I'm going to make sure that, you know, they go on the side that, hey, coffee is great for you. You should be drinking at least two liters a day. <laughs> you know, so it honestly just comes down to what you want to believe as far as the drugs and alcohol. I don't really think that's debatable. You know, I don't think they're in any way really helpful to your body. If anything, they're destructive, right? Like... You know, taking meth is probably not the greatest thing for you. And binge drinking, well, we've probably all been there in our early 20s. <laughs> you know, and, and just getting an erection can be hard from having whiskey dick, so... Which can actually lead to long-term erectile difficulties. You can check that out at MasculineHealthSolutions.com. You know, and there's uh, five factors that may be affecting or killing your boners. Be sure to check that article out if you want to read more about that. So that being said, just make sure that the lifestyle choices that you're doing, just stay healthy, stay holistic. And, you know, those things generally tend to help out to, um, to leading to good, strong testosterone levels, right? So another thing to keep in mind is that according to the University of Rochester's Medical Center, the average testosterone level is between 280 and 1100 nanograms per deciliter for adult males. So if you're within that range, hey, you know what? Congratulations, you're average, <laughs> right? And if you are worried about your test levels, hey, man, go to the doctor, talk to him, see where you're at, see where you're sitting. And if you're just curious to kind of know, like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm in my 40s, you know, I want to just keep track of it. It's a good thing to do, too. And then in doing so, you'll know where you stand, you know, as far as the median is and, and you know, where you're at, so... It's very, very interesting, and it's something that you should keep in mind and keep track of as time goes on. All right, let's get to the fun stuff. So how do I elevate my testosterone levels naturally? Number one, I would go with high-intensity interval training. All right, there's a big misconception about what HIIT training is. A lot of people think that interval training and going about 30 to 90 seconds all out, quote-unquote, because it's not all out if you're going for that long. You are definitely not in your... Um, adenosine triphosphate system you're definitely probably in the anaerobic kind of phase of things right so when you do hit you want to go all out you're going to go all out sprint you're going to do all out battle ropes you can do something but you got to go balls to the wall ham all the way there and you got to do that for as long as you can for most people like even myself if i'm going as hard as i can i sprint the most i can sprint like an all-out sprint is roughly about like 10 seconds man 10 seconds, but that's all out. That's like, I got nothing left in the tank when I'm done. Usually when I'm done that, it takes about two minutes for me to get, you know, to really, um, to 
to really go back to to get my my heart to its like uh resting kind of rate and um just being able to you know breathe without breathing heavily and and you know just just being completely back to you know that normal state you know completely re- recovered right so that's what actual hit is right high inter- high intensity interval training in its purest form is you going all out having nothing left being completely depleted and then taking the appropriate amount of time whether it's two to five minutes to heal up there's a lot of people that talk about high intensity interval training who are doing different things that you know it's like oh yeah you know i do a 10 second interval then i rest for 20 then i go for 10 then i go for 20 that's not true hit that's more of just an it's an interval training right like tabata or different types of um train that kind of go along those lines if you do want to go that route but if you want true h or hit training that's gonna truly elevate your testosterone levels you got to go balls to the wall you got to go all the way there and and you got to basically push your body to the point that you know what it needs that time to heal if you don't give it that time to heal you know if if it if it doesn't take you 30 to night or not 30 if you're able to heal up and be ready to go for another interval in 30 seconds you know what, you, you definitely need to go harder. You need to go harder and uh, just up the ante, whatever it may be, whether it's more resistance or or in this case, like like I said, all-out interval. If you're doing battle ropes, man, you're just slapping them on the ground as hard as you can. You're alternating hands as fast as you can. If you're boxing, you're throwing them hands for as fast as you can. And believe me, a lot of people think boxing is easy, but like, whew, it is not. <laughs> Going all out for 30 seconds, ooh-wee, you'll definitely burn up some calories, which is spectacular, you know, for for obviously getting in shape, but it is also a spectacular way to raise testosterone levels. So definitely just remember that, guys. True hit training involves you going all out. Adenosine triphosphate system. You got to be in that ATP system or creatine phosphate system. When you're there, ooh, you will definitely feel as though your body, you know, it has been pushed to the max. You really got to shock that central nerve system. Also, the other thing to keep in mind is, um, you know, just uh, to be a little bit safer, don't push yourself to the max. If you have not worked out and you're like, you know what? That sounded pretty good. I'm going to get off the couch today, even though I'm a little bit overweight. haven't trained in about five years, but I'm going all out. <laughs> don't do that right off the bat. You know, do condition yourself a little bit. If you do go that hard right off the bat, you'll probably get injured. You'll probably pull something. You might suffer a strain. You know, it's just not beneficial. Whenever I'm working with my clients and I've had guys who just quit smoking, you know, hasn't has led a sedentary lifestyle, hip flexor all jacked up. Um, And what I'll do with a guy like that is, hey, you know what? Let's progress from a very, very easy place. Let's start off with walking half an hour in your own time. I always recommend waking up, you know, go for a walk for half an hour, do it fasted. You'll burn off fat, burn off calories. You'll start the day off beautifully. If you can walk outside, it's even better. If not, you got a treadmill. If not, you got to train inside. What I usually do is I just get a, I got the Beachbody app and it's pretty money. You know, that's what I use to just train inside. I'll do a 30 minute boxing session, you know, and I'll just take it easy, right? You want to be in your aerobic, you know, in the, um, in the fatty acid oxidation kind of stage. You want to be in that aerobic stage where you're burning fat for fuel. And when you do that fasted, believe me, I think there is nothing better than that. You know, even Ronnie Coleman did it. I mean, he's an eight-time Olympia champion, you know, weighed over 330 pounds, and um, it worked beautifully for him. So the, the magic in it is that you just take your time, you burn that fat, you get started. Then over time, what we'll do is we'll actually do a VO2 max test, you know, not too harsh, do it on the recumbent bike see where he's at go from there progress if he's able to run you know what level can he run at and then usually about after two and a half three months buddy's usually lost about 30 pounds right 30 pounds give or take usually the guy's around 240 200 240 to 230 and then um usually like an average height man average height male is like overweight 230 to 20 right and then we'll just track his bmi obviously i know bmi doesn't work if you're heavily muscled like for myself it tells me i'm type 2 obese (laughs) right but you just got to track these things follow these parameters and then from there when he starts to plateau i'll really hit the hit right but if you do want to start off you know and you're relatively fit by all means go for it if you're a little bit overweight you know you've been smoking or something don't don't go too too hard right off the bat 
definitely, you know, progress. If you have any questions, you know, hit me up. I do online training too, and I can help you there. But that being said, just make sure you start off at a good spot. And if you are fit, hey, man, you got no excuses. Balls to the wall next time if you're doing hit. All right. Second way to boost your testosterone levels naturally. You want to make sure you sleep more. You want to sleep for a solid six to eight hours a night. Sleep is where your body really does its, uh, you know, where recovery really takes place. And um, not only does it help you to prepare for the next day, you know, it's what... It's what helps your body, like, if you have training, you did a hit session, you know, your body needs that sleep to truly recover. And that being said, too, <clears throat> did you know that your highest levels of testosterone actually occur during REM sleep, right? So REM sleep is when your brain actually becomes more active and is uh, thought to benefit in learning, memory, and mood. And, you know, if you're not getting a good deep sleep at night, man, you are probably doing yourself the worst of service on earth. Whether you want to build muscle, lose fat, you know, perform better on a test, we all know that we feel sluggish. We all know that that mind fog is real and that it's no good, right? So sleep, honestly, is one of the, man, sleep will do you a world of wonders more than any supplement, any pre-workout. I mean, if you're not sleeping correctly... You're missing out because sleep, by far, not only for testosterone levels, but just overall performance and healing, you know, and recovery. Get your sleeping, guys. Sleep is underrated, man, and I love sleep. After I had two kids, man, believe me, <laughs> I never take sleep for granted anymore. But a study done in the University of Modona, Italy, actually discovered that for every additional hour of sleep, your test levels were actually able to rise by 50%. So that's for guys, you know, if you're sleeping five hours a night, you get that extra two hours in, man, shoot. You just brought your test levels up like 30%. So definitely make sure that you uh, factor sleep into the equation because it's something that's going to help you to be very, very successful. I mean, without sleep, I mean, we as humans go crazy after 72 hours. Actually deemed clinically insane. So <laughs> make sure you get that sleep, guys. So... I mean, for lots of dudes who do have trouble falling asleep, <clears throat> do yourself a favor, man, and make sure all your electronics are turned off and make sure they're out of your room at least an hour before going to sleep. The reason why I say that is that blue light will actually tell your, it'll actually mess with your circadian rhythms, right? So that's what tells your body, hey, it's time to wake up, it's time to go to sleep. So you do that and it'll start to tell your body like, no, no, it's, you can stay up, but it's two in the morning, you're just there watching movies. It's not good for the brain, and it's not good for getting a good night's sleep. So just make sure you, you know, find an alternate. The best way that I've found for me to go to sleep is just, like, I'll meditate, right? Like, I'll just do a meditate, meditation, just do some breath work. And then I'll, you know, just slowly drift off to sleep. And honestly, it's been working wonders for me. If not, what I used to do, too, when I was having a really hard time going to sleep was I just read a book, man. Just read a book about 10 pages worth and... After that, your body just kind of drifts away and, you know, you wake up the next day, you feel better, you feel more refreshed, but definitely get the electronics out of the room. Uh, black oak curtains are money, definitely worth the investment, a little bit pricey, but definitely worth the investment. So if you do have the money to get the black oak curtains, -wee, spend that money on them because they are totally worth it. <laughs> also, the third way to make sure you boost your testosterone levels actually involves the removal of eating processed food so processed food is uh you know that good old high fructose corn syrup it's that hungry man that they tell you you know that every <laughs> every man can get minerals and vitamins from your tv dinners your pizza pops all that jazz guys all that stuff is no bueno it's like your fast food all, all that processed crap man that processed cheese I mean, they say that some of it's got vitamins and minerals, but they actually inject that after they're done, you know, destroying all the all the good, healthy bacteria and milk, and then they add vitamin A, D, and, you know, it's it's really not healthy. We all know this deep down. I mean, all that crap you get from Walmart. I mean, even the chicken. Oh, gosh, man. I tried some of the chicken there the other day, and I, it was a salty, soggy mess, man, and it was just... It's nasty, and uh, the truth of the matter, we just we just have to look for better alternatives, right? Just make sure you eat good whole foods. Um, 
a study at Harvard, oh, this one was interesting, a study at Harvard actually found that men who regularly, regularly ate a diet of processed food actually had a lower sperm count along with lower test levels. So if you're trying to get your girl pregnant, man, you want to hop onto them whole foods, you know, that good stuff. You want to get yourself some pomegranates, some bananas, get yourself some good old steak, you know. Not right before having sex, you know, you do want to make sure that you take stuff that'll actually boost nitric oxide, you know, make you a little bit more, uh, well, help your circulatory system out. You know, you don't want to eat a big old meal before having <laughs> intercourse. You want to make sure that you get something that just kind of light, you know, nitric oxide boosters, all that good jazz. Get your L-citrulline in, in the form of watermelon. <laughs> But yeah, processed food, guys, I mean, your mac and cheese, chips, pop, all that other trash that, you know, for some reason, it is in abundance in our modern society. And the interesting thing about it is, uh, I forgot which doctor was actually telling or talking about the subject and how North, in North America, more than anywhere in the world, like, we have an overabundance of food, but we are the most malnourished, most dehydrated and um, <laughs> malnourished people in the world. Which is ironic because, you know, there's food all over the place. But the food that we're eating is, is, doesn't have any vitamins in it, no minerals, none of that good stuff, man. And it's, it's all just trash. So you got to make sure that you're very, very careful. and Just make better selections, man. Get your whole food in. Get your kale, cabbage, all that stuff that we know deep down is good. Just try to avoid the processed crap in the middle of the supermarket. You know, if you can go to farmer's market, it's always, always a great place to go, right? So... The other thing to keep in mind is that usually the caloric value of takeout too, you know, like if they tell you, oh, you know, this Big Mac and French fries is only about 1,200 calories. Usually the stuff with processed food is it can actually be off by 200 to 500 calories when it's fully verified. You know, when they actually take it into um, into a lab and they look at the food, like what is Wendy's cooking up? It turns out that whenever they say, oh, this only has 1,000 calories in it, it turns out that it, it doesn't. It's probably has another 500 to like 1,000 calories. Well, not 1,000. That'd be excessive. But, you know, usually it's off from anywhere from 200 to 500 calories. So if you do want to lose weight, you know, you do want to be healthier, you want your test levels to be optimal, do yourself a favor and just prep your food as, as often as you can. When you prep it yourself, you know exactly what's going into it. You put it into MyFitnessPal or whatever um, app or, or if, even if you're writing it down, like, you know, if you're just keeping a journal of it, which is excellent as well. You know, it's a great way to know exactly what you're consuming. If you know exactly what's going into your body, you know how to make the changes. You know how to calculate better to make sure that you lose that fat or that you, you are healthier. You get your blood pressure down, cholesterol level down, like all that stuff. It all ties into what we put into our mouths. It's very, very simple. So just make sure you're keeping that in mind and just try to avoid that food as often as possible. I mean, eventually, if you start eating good, healthy, whole foods over time, you'll find that you won't even crave that crap anymore because you'll eat it and you'll just be like, you know what? I felt like I was eating nothing, man. Like, this didn't leave me with absolutely anything good in, in my body. And I feel it because I'm hungry right now. <laughs> Versus getting yourself some butternut squash or, you know, spaghetti squash with some good old ground turkey. I tell you, man, do wonders for the body. It'll help you feel satiated. Definitely try it post-workout. After a leg day, whew, it's going to help you feel spectacular. Next up, number four, lift heavy. So when you lift heavy weights, you send a direct signal right to your brain, right? And it's basically saying, hit me with some of that good old testosterone levels because I'm about to squat this heavy weight and I want to make sure that this man gets a little bit of a test boost so that, you know, these weights don't kill me, right? And the brain will always work to, you know, make sure that you survive in situations, right? Obviously, the stress that, you know, you're putting on yourself is self-induced. But that being said, it's it's self-induced in a good way, right? And um, that stress will actually force the body to be like, okay, we got to release, you know, we got to help this guy out, right? We got to release some of these hormones. Pituitary gland, release, right? Test level goes out. You get a little bit more of that strength boost. You know, I'm not saying that you're going <laughs> to... You turn into a power lifter from putting 500 pounds on your back. You know, progressive overload still in play and all that, but it'll definitely help to get your natural testosterone levels up along with growth hormone as well, right? So your brain is definitely going to say, hey, you know what? We got to release some of that test to make sure that this man comes back up with his weight. 
plus when you recover you know that muscle mass it's something that helps your test levels to make sure that they stay up so make sure you know get a little bit of heavy weight training in i would recommend three to five three to five days a week three to five days a week is optimal if you're starting off obviously over time you can do five days a week six days a week it's ultimately up to you if you do want a program that'll help out i'll add some links into the description as well right so um another thing to add to that was dr jaddick that's who it was yep he started a research uh, and found that lifting heavy weights actually triggers the body to produce more testosterone which will consequentially lead to more muscle mass right more muscle mass and higher test levels um, all you got to do is add a little bit more weight into your strength training program, right? Progressive overload, again, is what I'm going to emphasize all the time. You know, you got to do things slowly. But as you add more weight, you know, your test levels will go up. It will be in a positive range. And, um, you know, you'll look like the Hulk in about five months. <laughs> Not necessarily the case, but you will look better, you will feel better, and you'll be performing better, right? And just your day-to-day -day activities, which is, hey, you know what? Nothing wrong with that. So... Your, your wife will appreciate it. You know, she'll be like, mm, you look sexier than a bag of rice. <laughs> oh, I don't know why it would be a bag of rice, but I don't know. You you just look sexy, honey. You know, and she can't wait to get another piece of you. You know, she's going to be able to, to wash her clothes on, on your abs. And, you know, you'll feel fantastic. You'll look great. And, um, you know, it's definitely worth it. The consequences from doing something like this is nothing but positive. Unless you overdo and you hurt yourself. But we don't want to do that, right? So make sure you just keep it safe. Add the appropriate amount of weights. And you know what? You'll be off to the races in no time. Last but not least, number five. You got to get stress out of your life. Stress, you know, it, it's never really been good for anyone most of the time. And for men, it is actually, you know, it's been found to raise cortisol levels. And cortisol levels, I mean, it's just a hormone in the body. It's not bad. Every hormone's got a role to do, right? Whether it's estrogen or whatever as well. Like, listen, it's just a hormone. But when you have excess levels of cortisol, it'll actually lower your test levels, right? Lowering your test levels, not good. Nothing that will actually raise cortisol is not sleeping enough. So nothing to keep in mind. But with elevated cortisol levels, you will find yourself that, you know, you'll probably be eating more which will obviously result in weight gain weight gain which will result in poor health and obviously a little bit more of that adipose tissue storage right with that adipose tissue storage you know estrogen levels actually do go up testosterone levels do go down and you know unfortunately you won't be as healthy as you should be which is obviously never positive, never good. And, you know, as a man, you want to make sure that your test levels are good. You know, so it's one thing that <clears throat> to just keep in mind, right? Cortisol is definitely needed in the body, but stress will trigger an unbalance, you know, in the hormones within you, which will obviously result in negatively affecting your appearance, your mental health, and your internal organs. So it's one thing to just keep in mind, you know, a lot of guys... Um, a lot of guys, you know, don't... A lot of us, hey, you know, in complete honesty, we don't deal with stress appropriately. For some reason, a lot of us, we just say, hey, you know, I'm going to drink, I'm going to smoke, I'm going to do other things, I'm going to eat more, I'm going to binge eat. I'm, you know, we look for for the wrong outlets. If you do feel stressed out, you know, I think that they actually prescribe in Japan is just go for a nice walk in the forest, you know. One thing that I do for myself, guys, I just meditate. You know, meditation, it's, it's very... I think it's spectacular, man. It helps my brain function better. I feel I feel good when I'm done, you know. I feel oxygenated. A lot of people, you know, getting into just pure breath work as well, you know, which is separate from meditation. But it's pretty much, it's similar, right? They're just different techniques. Another thing you could do is yoga, get a massage, or just try to coerce your wife into giving you a nice good blowjob while you're meditating. <laughs> you know, that's also spectacular, you know, and I'm, pretty sure you'll feel very relaxed after that so you know definitely just find something that works for you there's a lot of different methods that you can do there's a lot of different methods that you can employ that will definitely help you out in um in being successful and getting stress out of your life right if it's stressful people toxic people you just got to do your best to get them out of your life 
got to do what's best for you, your mind, and obviously your testosterone levels here, you know, you got to do what's best for you, and um, best way to do that is to get stressed out, you know, I know there's always, people talk about healthy stress, and you know, healthy stress is beneficial, it'll force you to grow as a man, as a human being, and um, you know, it, it's different though, if it's if it's a stress that you're kind of, it's a self-induced stress, where you're like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a new challenge, I'm I'm looking for something that's going to force me to grow. I'm I'm looking, you know, to find some way to to just grow as a man. That's good stress, but bad stress, you know, it's just like I got to go to work and deal with this, you know, ugh, that dude again, and he's here, and I go home and I'm still thinking about ripping this dude's head head off, you know. Best way to deal with that, like I said, meditation, a little bit of forgiveness. <laughs> But, you know, you just got to do what's best for you. Find a way to de-stress when you go home, you know. Just go home, read a book. You know, I would say play with the kids, but I don't know what the kids. Sometimes that can be stressful too. So, <laughs> you know, you just got to find something that just helps your mind just ease, just relax. You know, whether it's just going to the beach, sitting by yourself for about 20 minutes, half an hour, taking a walk in the forest. You just got to find a way to really find that inner peace, you know. I think we as men truly all need that. And um, there's nothing but good positive benefits from that so definitely find a way to de-stress in your life all right guys that's it for the five different ways to boost your testosterone naturally all right guys that concludes today's episode on five quick ways to boost your testosterone naturally i hope you enjoyed it and again, if you guys have any questions or want to learn more, make sure to check out the MasculineHealthSolutions.com website. I will be adding an article on the penis lengthening hack, um, as I do want to go a little bit more into in-depth as to why that works. So if you guys have any other questions, concerns, make sure you send me a message. I'm available here or on MasculineHealthSolutions.com, the website. And um, be sure to check us out on YouTube as well if you want to listen to your podcast from there. Added uh, at one episode, I'll be adding the rest of them in the very, very near future. All right, guys, stay safe, and I will talk to you guys later.